Sana Vinding here. I'm excited to bring you a rebrand episode that delves into the realm of digital marketing and its immense potential for manufacturers. Enjoy. The manufacturing distributor, that, that obviously is uh, evolving and the balance of power is always going to be changing um, and their needs and engagement are gonna be changing. Um, I think I could easily say 10 years ago, manufacturers were not posting price delivery information on the internet that just yeah. didn't exist. A few distributors may have had that 10 to 20 years ago. Now it's very, very commonplace for a distributor to have that, but it's not uncommon for a manufacturer to A, be posting their price and inventory situation on their internet or aggregator sites, which is what SupplyFrame has a few of, in addition to their distributor partners. So they're now coexisting on that, almost maybe using the word frenemy because they're competing for the eyeballs, they're competing for the sale. The end customer, the end user is going to be making a decision on which path they go to. And that's what I'm talking about with regards to balance of power. What will you do to unlock innovation? In today's fast-paced world, innovation might not be enough. Tomorrow's pioneers of change will need to be agile, able to adapt, and committed like never before. Your host, Santa Vending, invites you to listen in and join business leaders from around the world as they share their visions for success in our future business challenges. Welcome to Modern Marketing for Manufacturing Companies and Manufacturing Reps. We'll be talking to industry leaders about how they're meeting the needs of their B2B customers in the electronics manufacturing industry. I'm your host, Senna Vinding, and today I have Andrew Swartz with me. He's the Regional Sales Manager at SupplyFrame. SupplyFrame is the design-to-source intelligence platform for the global electronics value chain. So welcome, Andrew. I'm, I'm really happy to have you here today. Good morning and glad to be here as well. Awesome. So not everybody knows you. So if you could just give like a little background about you, I think that'll be a great start. Sure. The uh, big bullet points would be I, um, I'm an electrical engineer and started at Texas Instruments uh, in 1986 and was there for 18 years. And then I joined Supply Frame just after they got started in 2005. So I'm here coming up on 17 years. Nice. That's a lot of years. Um, so I, I want us to talk about the, you know, the supply frame and solving challenges in the world. So if you look at supply frame and now you've been there that many years, so you know a lot. Um, what, what, what kind of challenges have, have supply frame seen over the last couple of years and what kind of new innovative um, tactics or innovative like tools have you put out there? So like I said, I've been here for 17 years in 2005 and uh, digital transformation uh, was then a strategy and not a tactic. So it's something that uh, CEOs and CMOs would think about, but again, it was a strategy and how do you implement it? And I think the first digital transformation is people in the early 2000s would buy something called a Google AdWord. Um, as we know that that's not the only digital solution that's out there now in supply frame, who is 100% digital, we don't do anything but now fits a niche where you can market yourself 100% digitally through our network. Okay. 
Some I, of the go into some of the products. I mean, the, some of the products that that uh, that a lot of your users or listeners may be aware of. Uh, uh, the most popular one uh, is going to be Fine Chips right now because of the supply chain issue. Yeah. So supply frame. Uh, Fine Chips is, I'm going to say about an 18-year-old website, and it was created to exactly what the name implies, help people find chips. And it was obviously a very small site when it got started and then really picked up a lot of steam probably, you know, five, seven years ago, but has a doubling, quadrupling effect over the past uh, COVID time period, the supply chain issues, et cetera where authorized distributors are allowed to upload inventory. Uh, manufacturers can upload their inventory into this website. And then the buyers, not necessarily somebody that's just in the purchasing department in the supply chain, but also engineering can go and do search on this site and other sites because we have an API that we syndicate to maybe some of our engineering sites. And they can find parts that maybe would have been harder to find if you were using traditional methods like calling or emailing your distributors, et cetera. Yeah. So has the behavior, because now you have all this digital transformation, right? And this digital platform. So has the behavior of how engineers are developing product, has that changed and the speed as well? How has that changed over the last couple of years? Sure. I, I, and I only highlighted, you know, uh, a product that people uh, would would recognize um, with the digital transformation. There are other ones like um, Samaxis. This is an engagement, a company that we acquired uh, four years ago, uh, and they make ECAD models. So uh, electronic computer aided design models, which is basically a PDF, which is a, a lot more than just a PDF so that engineers can speed up their design without having to do a lot of that electrical spec matching manually. They can just download this ECAD model from our sites, which would speed it up. Yeah. Of course, sourcing, that's on the design side. Of course, the sourcing model, finding these parts, especially in the past 24, 36 months, has been challenging, like we talked about earlier, to the buyer, but also as well as the engineer. So building your smaller quantities has also been a challenge. It's not just the high volume production of refrigerator cars and iPhones, but it also, as far as new product introductions in finished goods, it's also a challenge to get new parts. Yeah. Yeah. But is these, I want to talk about the, the behavior because again, it takes time to change, right? And even though the whole pandemic has pushed the whole world to communicate and work and live in a different way, how has, how, have you seen an impact on that? Have you like any data points where you can say, oh yeah, right. You could see how many more is actually downloading these files or actually getting all the information because they, there's, it's so important to get these data points from you guys. Sure. So what you alluded to before is that this COVID pandemic supply chain has forced people to do their jobs differently. And yeah. there was a digital transformation that was happening at a certain rate. These other events have really accelerated that rate along with the new generation coming into the marketplace that only knows digital. Yeah. So a combination of those things has really had a much more acceler accelerated rate than maybe what we saw in the early 2000s during the digital transformation. 
Yeah. So some of the stats that we have are millions and millions of data sheet downloads or these new ECAD model downloads. The ECAD model downloads, you know, five years ago were very, very small. So there's an accelerated rate that's not linear, but more exponential. And then, of course, you know, the buy now button clicks are going through the roof as well. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that, that's good. And, and I like it. I think it's, it's always great to have as many options, of course, sorted and simple still when you go to a website. Uh, but, but to have all these different, different solutions and options, um, it's great for an engineer. And I'm, I'm an engineer, so that's, that's how I think as well. Um, what about yourself and your challenges in, in, your, in your day job? What, what kind of challenges are you facing right now? So I think the, with the whole digital transformation existing at a certain rate now being accelerated, the customers that we are providing these solutions to are very excited to adopt them and they're adopting them at a certain rate, but not as fast as the need, right? Yeah. So the, the demand for digital transformation is needed or uh, needs to be adopted faster than people can implement it. So that's probably the biggest challenge that I'm having um, can't make it through a week without somebody talking about this is something we want to do, but yeah. we have to upgrade our website. That's probably like one of the bigger ones. Uh, people can always find budget. So right now, I don't think budget is much of an issue as, like I say, some of the tactical things that you need to do for implementation. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of manufacturers and they could also be manufacturing reps, right? That is, it is set for time for them to update their website. Even though it's it's something not that you have to do it every two years or something, but you need to have a really really good foundation, and then you can actually scale and 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 work from there. Um, what about if you have to give an advice to like manufacturers, um, how you know how to stay competitive and how to be in front of these younger engineers? What what will you recommend them or advise them? Sure, I think uh, you know from the manufacturing standpoint, we're always going to. Uh, physically call on a certain set of customers and there still will need to be face-to-face. -face. We're hopefully coming out of COVID, things will get back to whatever the new norm is. But some of the changes have already happened. And again, I talked about this new type of engineer, this new type of buyer that will not go back to the way that it was before five or 10 years ago. And manufacturing should embrace these changes and, and expect there to be some sort of hybrid model. That, yeah. would be, that would be my advice, that it's not going to go back to the way it was. And I, we've all heard the saying, the new norm. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a new way of working. But what about the, I think under the pandemic, right? Everybody was, oh yeah, we're just jumping on Zoom or on Teams, right? We have all the, the webinars in the world. And then we all got so tired of all these webinars. So, so where are we in the whole educational um, on product training and, and in the world? Where, where are we here right now? That's a great point. Um, I think that there, again, you go back to my comment earlier on, there still will be face-to-face -face training. There still may be a Zoom education, but we are seeing um, a huge need for video. Um, 10 years ago, uh, X number of videos in the market in uh, component electronics was significantly smaller. Some can make it almost non-existent where now it's part of a staple of every manufacturer distributor's diet 
to have something like that for people to use to get educated if they're not interested in the traditional means. So videos is absolutely going to be a pillar going forward as far as manufacturer, manufacturer rep, distributor, helping educate people that are just going to be harder to reach. Yeah, no, definitely. What about behavior? Um, and now that we, we talk about the, the younger engineers and, and I have an example, I can use my kids, right? So if we order something and it's not on Amazon, they're like already, why is it not here, right? The next day or the day after where I'm like, we did not order Amazon, we use something else because <laughs> this is what you wanted. Um, it's, it's, I think the behavior of that instant, right? That you just get it right there. Um, is that is that something you see as well? And and maybe it's a loaded question a little bit because you say you have all these ECAD right files that you just get it right there, uh, or maybe you you have to, to to make it and then you have it the next day. But what kind of the responsiveness that you see in the industry right now? How how do we keep up with that? You know, I think it's going to be uh, dependent on the entity of where you are in the design chain as well as the supply chain. Yeah. So uh, that instant gratification, like you described with some of the younger generation and even the older generation is getting very used to, I need whatever it is, and it comes very, very quickly. So it, it appeals to all demographics. And that's just something that each entity, depending on where you are, whether you're upstream on 100% design, prototype small quantities, or high volume production, we all are going to have to adopt to that need, that increasing need of instant fulfillment. Yeah. Yeah. No, and it, it's so important, right, to understand and listen actually on that demand and what it looks like. Um, so I, I wouldn't like have to you have your input as well, because you're not distributor, you're not the manufacturer, right? You're not the manufacturing rep, you're not the engineer, you're actually, you know, on the side helping uh, and engaging everything else. So how how can manufacturers and distributors and the engineers, when you look at it, how can they get a much better working relationship together? Because sometimes it's just not there. The manufacturing distributor, that, that obviously is uh, evolving and the balance of power is always going to be changing um, and their needs and engagement are going to be changing. Um, I think I could easily say 10 years ago, manufacturers were not posting price delivery information on the internet that just yeah. didn't exist. A few distributors may have had that 10 to 20 years ago. Now it's very, very commonplace for a distributor to have that, but it's not uncommon for a manufacturer to A, be posting their price and inventory situation on their internet or aggregator sites, which is what supply frame has a few of, in addition to their distributor partners. So they're now coexisting on that, almost maybe using the word frenemy because they're competing for the eyeballs, they're competing for the sale. The end customer, the end user is going to be making a decision on which path they go to. And that's what I'm talking about with regards to balance of power. Yeah. That didn't exist before where distributors were exclusively, especially as it relates to the internet, exclusively the solution for the fulfillment, whereas now they need to coexist. So that 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 relationship to your point is changing quite quite drastically. And it's and I think there's going to be a lot more of that in the future. Yeah. So uh, do you have any examples of who are best in class right now or is it everybody on the on the same on the same page? 
You know, I think we're still in the earlier stages of that. Yeah. Um, uh, some some uh, semiconductor manufacturers, uh, I think, are, are um, leading in that as far as posting, you know, their inventory on their own websites or using third parties to augment that strategy. Um, but I do say, I don't know if there's anybody that's a best in class, but I would say that, um, you know, you're going to see more of it. Yeah. Okay. Um, looking into to the future, because again, engineers, engineers, and we have procurement, right? What, what kind of skill set as well when you're sitting there, right? And there's so many places to go. There's so many websites. There's so many portals you can log into. There's like information in coming in over you. Um, so, so what kind of skill set do you see in the future when, when you have to navigate through the su supply chain? What, what should you have? Well, I think that people are going to navigate or go to where they feel most comfortable. Um, one of the things that I think we all see in um, our industry or really any industry, a lot of people pre-college or even in college are using certain platforms. Google is a great example, and yeah. they will continue to use that one going forward uh, yeah. once they get their first job, for example. Or maybe in college, they may find a fine chips or they may find a data sheet archive. These are a couple of the website uh, platforms that Supply Frame has, and they may adopt that going forward later in life, meaning later in life, it could be college, it could be post-college. Um, so I think those are some of the things that people are starting to use. And they're no different than what we use in the consumer world. You brought up Amazon. Yeah. Not everybody grew up using Amazon and they found that as a platform that was easier because Amazon continues to evolve themselves and have more and more products. It's not just a Kindle reading solution anymore. You can use that for a lot of other things, your entertainment and uh, physical fulfillment of products uh, that really you couldn't do uh, previously. So I think the skill set is going to be the adoption of learning new things. Everybody's going to start with a basic platform, like I said, maybe Google, and then through Google get exposed to um, other platforms. It could be Amazon, it could be ours, Fine Chips, a data sheet archive, something like that. Yeah. Um Looking at the, the whole supply chain, um, and I think you, that's big, this big disruption, right? And we're still in it. There's longer lead times. You know, everything is a little bit unsure um, what's going on in the world. How, how are new companies or manufacturing, you know, that's building? How, how, are they, how are they going to set like a new supply chain strategy? How, how is that changing how they're working with you guys or even, you know, how they actually are buying through you guys? Yeah, that's a really good question. And we probably need more time than just this podcast for that, because we have uh, countries at war with each other. We yeah. uh, have politics that are involved. Uh, some manufacturers are thinking of instead of having a certain percentage of their uh, make being done externally from the United States, maybe they're bringing it back uh, to the Americas or even back into the United States. So there's many, many um, different solutions uh, in the manufacturing of their physical products that I think are part of that strategy. As it relates to the digital part of that strategy, uh, they use companies like us to over-communicate with regards to an expectation. Yeah. So uh, we have influence uh, tools, we have campaign tools, et cetera. And I think manufacturers are going to use that to help set an expectation of NPIs, which stands for new products introductions, 
and then use some of the uh, data information or uh, videos, if you will, uh, explainer videos to help help educate people as to where they are. Yeah. So the, the data points that you have, um, is that something you share with, with your customers? Of course, only with, with that customer that you're engaged with, but is that what you share? Sure. Well, we do have some products uh, that we have for end users, people that are in manufacturing or um, manufacturing finished goods versus also manufacturing of the discrete components. Uh, we have two products. One's called the uh, Design Velocity Index because we have so many websites. We can have not so much a predictability, but we have really good data by product categories that look uh, backwards and you could look at trends. So from a design perspective, so you can see what people are looking at and then eventually designing in or potentially designing in. And then we have another report that's very, very similar to that that looks at the consumption. Consumption yeah. from the standpoint that they're further down the funnel, they're clicking on buy now buttons, they're looking at more inventory and pricing, not so much the spec related. And we do make these reports available to our customers so that they can better understand the market other than whatever lens it is that they're looking through. Yeah, yeah. And I think also that's the whole digital transformation, right? It helps you to help your customers as well, even though you know what they're looking for, but you can actually help them and direct them much better in, in more content or actually more products that actually fits what they're looking for. Absolutely. Agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if somebody wants to, to reach out to you, how can they, how can they get in contact with you? If anybody wants to reach out to me, um, wow, this is like a uh, commercial here for uh, supply frame and Andrew. Um, uh, my email is a, Schwartz, S-C-H-W-A-R-Z at supplyframe.com. And you could reach out to me via email and uh, hopefully I can help you out. Awesome. And I'll make sure to put it in the show notes. And I will also have like a little episode on the mindinnovation.com uh, uh, where I will put it your, your email there as well. So Andrew, thank you so much. I think it was great talking about the supply chain. I think, I don't think we... It's a never-ending, I think, uh, topic, uh, and I, I hope you know that that there's a good future out there. But I'm sure there is, especially with supply frame. Thank you very much for inviting me. I really enjoyed the time. If you like Mind Innovation, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and share the show wherever you get your podcast. You can follow Senavinding and Mind Innovation on Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube, and make sure to check out mindinnovation.com. Stay curious and keep learning. See you next time.